Next on BYU Sports Nation, it's a trap game for BYU football. How confident or worried are you about Mississippi State's visit to Provo on Friday? Two former BYU linebackers, the General Cameron Jensen and Michael Elisa, will offer their plans to avoid a trap. Plus, the Swagmaster, BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood on his trip to Lansing and what he expects for his 2017 Batcats. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from the BYU store, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And we are currently inside the BYU store. Thursday, October 13th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who I like to now call Rogue Two, Jerem Jordan. So the Rogue One second trailer came out this morning. We, we watched it not once, but twice. I'm very excited. We're, what, two months and like two days away from that, which is awesome. Um, it's fun to see the uh, faces of students and uh, teachers that walk by and go, what's going on? And then, because everyone goes by, what? What is that? And then they keep going by. You can stay and hang out. See, see, these guys are like, I got class. Where I'm gonna hit you hitting up. You Taco don't Bell. need to go to class. He's going to Taco Bell. It's a little early for that, but that's all right. <laughs> 10 a.m. BYU Sports Nation don't, condones going to class. Yes, just not during the yes. 10 o'clock hour. We're not going to talk about our academic history here, but we did both graduate. <laughs> Yes. Somehow. <laughs> We're still trying to figure People that out. People are like, out. you're not in school? How old are you? No. <laughs> hey, I got carded in Lansing, Michigan for crying out loud. Hey, you, get back here. At, uh, at Crunchies? At Crunchies. What's the name of the restaurant in The Simpsons? That sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but yes. The, the BYU store, by the way, had a facelift in uh, August. Um, so if you're watching behind us, if not, I'll describe it. It's the new Nike area, and this is awesome. It's got... It's got the quote-unquote elite one, um, Mitch Matthews, against Nebraska back there. It's got um, fake Kainakua slash Tanner Mangum over here. Oh, it's just a generic I'm guessing 12, that's Kainakua and not Tanner yeah. Mangum because of the positioning of the uh, model there. You're kind of discrediting Tanner's running ability, which, yeah, he hasn't shown us to it yet. Um, but, yeah, that's probably Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Who leads the nation in interceptions with four? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Today marks game day eve. BYU will host SEC opponent Mississippi State tomorrow night. Our coverage begins at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on countdown to kickoff. Mississippi State heading west today at 4 p.m. Eastern. This is only the second SEC game in Provo ever. How about that? So BYU's played an SEC team, Texas A&M, before, but they were in the Big 12. So big game for the Cougars. Bleacher Report tweeted the following about Jamal Williams yesterday, which is hilarious given our elite conversation. If BYU's Jamal Williams isn't on your radar now, then you're missing out on an elite running back. So national media continuing to notice what Jamaling, jamming with Jamal, Jamal Fence is doing. Yeah, that conversation yesterday really got out of hand. (laughs) That escalated quickly. (laughs) You need to lay low for a while. USA Today's George Schroeder tweeted that the Big 12 has a news conference planned for Monday evening following their board meeting. Is this it, Spencer? I don't know. Maybe. We hope there's something, right? Some bit of information. I'm guessing there's nothing. That's my guess for Monday. Well, George says it's still anyone's guess as to what will happen. (laughs) Exactly. 
Yes, exactly. from the so, Department of Obvious Department. Yeah, redundancy re- <laughs> department. department. Uh, the 11th-ranked women's volleyball team is in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, they take on uh, Portland tonight, 10 Eastern time. Good luck to the ladies. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's a trap game. Mississippi State, <laughs> BYU, under the Friday night lights of Lavelle Edwards Stadium in just under 36 hours. Now, this game qualifies as one of the great cliche situations in all of sports. But, and cliches are like never used in sports 100% of the time, one game at a time. So <laughs> Don't look ahead. Yeah. The classic trap game. Well, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Let's discuss. BYU coming off an understandable emotional high, season-changing, program-defining win in independence at Michigan State. Up next, Mississippi State, a team that is struggling, Jerem. Two and three, they're down this year, and BYU's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a big number, by the way. BYU is supposed to win this game, clearly, right? The experts all agree, BYU's the winner. Yes. Oh, and the homecoming showdown with the Bulldogs is nestled in between two big-time opponents. That's right. Don't get caught looking down the road because one week from today, BYU is on the blue in Boise taking on the 15th-ranked undefeated Broncos of Mm. Boise State. Mm. Buddy, buddy. The trap game. Emotional high, and you've got Boise State just a little bit down the road. Oh, BYU's supposed to beat Mississippi State. This is a classic trap game, as you just outlined. Here's the thing. The trap game applies to the team. It doesn't apply to the fans. I can look at Boise and the media. I can look at the Boise State game and go, okay, that's the biggest game on the schedule in terms of ranking and when it comes and where it comes and whatnot. So here, here's the thing. I, this is like, to me, this trap game is like the NHL. I know it's there, but it's not something that I'm really uh, paying attention to that much. But I'm aware, right? <laughs> the N- Someone told me this morning, the NHL season started yesterday. I was like, it did? What? Of course no, it did, Jerem. I had no idea. Did you not know the San Jose Sharks opened up their season with well, a big that, two-to-one win? I did that because my homie Reggie Lewis tweeted about it. But, yeah, Mississippi State, I think that BYU needs to be careful. Um, but I think that BYU wins this game. But Dan Mullen, the coach of Mississippi State, knows BYU. He's coached against BYU and... 12 years ago he did. Okay, so that, that, was, ar- that argument... He coached against at, Gary Croton. Not that even argument's out the window. Yeah. I, I'm just throwing yeah, out things yeah. that people have said. Okay, He's 8-0 in non-conference road games, Jerem. One of those was UMass earlier this year. Congrats. Yeah, well, well done there. Also, he doesn't have Dak Prescott. Nope. Who He's is the uh, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys now. How about them Cowboys? Yes, he's dealing with a young team this year, and they've got to travel west. Yeah. So uh, we've discussed a lot of things. We want to know your opinion. Are you worried about the trap game, or are you flying high? Sound off. Our Twitter question today, why are you confident or worried about tomorrow's Mississippi State game at Brigham? First tweet, use the hashtag BYUSN. At Crazy Coop Fanatic from Vegas, I'm confident because of what I've seen in games so far. And I'm worried because of what I've seen in games so far. <laughs> That's a now, good tweet. Now the, 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 it is. The first three games, di- very different than the last three games, right? BYU is on a two-game win streak. The one game they lost in the last three was by three against West Virginia. BYU is in a very different place. They are. And so I look at this, and like I said, I'm not worried, I, but I'm aware 
that it could be a trap game for BYU? Because of the way that every game has played out this year other than Michigan State, yes. I don't think BYU knows how to overlook an opponent. And it's another Power 5 team. It's a home game. Yet it reminds me of Michigan State a little bit in that, okay, it's a struggling Power 5 team. Mississippi State is not the same as Michigan State though, the last couple of years. But the Spartans made the college football playoff last year. Mississippi State uh, had Dak Prescott. They were 9-4. and four. But, yeah, they, they have a different QB. They're very young. They're 2-3. and three. Uh, There's a lot of reasons to not necessarily be worried. This team lost to South Alabama in the home opener. Enough said. Okay, not good. Next, next segment? Oh, we have more. Auburn was up 35 to nothing at halftime and against Mississippi State last week. And that game, was, that game was in Starkville. Yes, oh. many a cowbell were at that game. Auburn is not that good of a team themselves, right? Uh, Mississippi State struggled with UMass. Um, I think that there's going to be a ton of juice in the stadium tomorrow night because it's homecoming. It's a royal out for the fans and royal jerseys for BYU, at least the tops. Uh, This is a Friday night game. It's uh, after Michigan State. It's on ESPN. There's a lot going on there. And I think BYU will be ready for that. You want to know why I am confident in BYU tomorrow night? Because a record is on the line. And, of course, Jamal Fence. The offensive line and Jamal Williams are going to ball out tomorrow night because they know what's right in front of them. And they know what Jamal is capable of doing this season. He's on pace to do something no other BYU running back has ever done. 64 away, baby, from Harvey Unga's record tomorrow. How about so that? I think because of that and the juice and the homecoming, there will be energy there. But in terms of getting on the field and playing, I think that this BYU team is dialed in because of the Jamal Williams factor. I think that's going to play a huge role in how BYU performs tomorrow. Also, they've been wearing teams down late. Mississippi State coming to altitude late on a Friday night. It's going to be 10-15 Mississippi State time. 21, when they in kick fact. Up 10-21. Maybe even 26. And Toledo said that that was hard to not have that factor in. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning when that game These ended for Toledo. guys are all awake. They're in college. That's such a bogus but argument. Playing, but playing football at 2 o'clock in the morning? Who's playing football and exerting that much energy at 2 a.m.? Boo-hoo. You had saying, to do it, too. It factors. <laughs> Yes, yes, but BYU is two hours different. than It's different to be at midnight than it it's is at 2 a.m. It's one hour Mississippi State. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. regardless. But, and this is a short week for the Bulldogs. They are not used to this. And when I say not used to this, I'm talking generationally not used to this, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is wild. The last regular season Friday game for Mississippi State. Was in 1965. Are you serious? BYU plays two or three of these a year. Yeah, Jeremy was like three. Yeah, I was three years old in 1965. I loved, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was October 22nd. So the top three songs in 1965, by the way. All right. The Beatles, Yesterday, mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. The Rolling Stones, Get Off My Cloud. And the McCoys, Hang On Sloopy, a classic. Have you listened to all of those since you did I, the research and, have, and yeah. looked that up? Yeah. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson was the president. Get Smart was the newest popular TV series. Get Smart to this generation is, is Michael Scott and Anne Hathaway. Oh, the, that movie. Not the TV series. You know what I mean? The it's been a long, yeah. long time. Yes. Say, Mississippi State played a Friday night regular season game. Not only that, they don't travel west. They rarely travel west. I know. They don't, they don't have to. Because they're an SEC school, and generally all programs will 
meet them. Well, the pilgrims settled on the east the coast, and so there are just more people over there, Spencer. That's basically what it is. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Why are you confident or worried about tomorrow's Mississippi State at BYU game? Let's get some tweets. You got tweets. At will cannot spell. <laughs> I love Is Twitter that handles correctly. I don't know. <laughs> the altitude makes me confident. Playing an SEC team makes me worried. The altitude thing's interesting because we bring it up and we want to discredit it. In the fourth quarter, I think it, it plays matters. a role. And BYU in scoring margin plus thirty-one in the fourth this year. Mm. Yeah, how about that? How about them, Cowboys? At Cooper underscore BYU. I'm confident Mississippi State will get hashtag Jamal. If he doesn't get like 150, are people going to be disappointed? Like the standard is so high right now for Jamal. Oh, we only got 93 or something. Like that would be a good game still. I'll tell you what, Jamal would be happy with the win. That is the honest truth. True. Well, I'll take 64 yards. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we are joined on set by one of our good friends, Michael Elisa, the former linebacker, is back. What does he think about this trap game? I've missed his must. I really have. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. Those are on BYU TV, and our conversation is happening right this very second on the Twitter machine. We're live in the BYU Store. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The number of fans here is growing exponentially. I think it was one, and now it's gone to six. So it, no, it's no, it's up to ten. That's amazing. That's For those awesome. watching on BYU TV, they're we just, streaming we, in. They're like, oh, it's at the BYU Store. Let's go. We just had our mad reveal of all of the products. Oh, here it is, baby. Poof. Yes, we have one of everything available in the BYU Store currently on the desk or in front of the desk. Yeah, and, and a little later we'll show you the BYU Sports Nation shirt. Okay, which you can get for 15 bucks online via the BYU store, which is awesome. Hey, tomorrow night we'll get you ready for BYU and the Cowbells of Mississippi State, 9 Eastern time with Countdown to Kickoff, our 70-minute pregame show tomorrow starting at 9 Eastern time. You, Jerem, BYU Sports <laughs> This is <laughs> Jeff Chapman's hand <laughs> in real life. They took a, a, yeah. a life-size mold <laughs> of, of Jeffrey. Our Twitter question today, why are you confident or worried about tomorrow's Mississippi State at BYU game. At BYU Baller 10 says, I'm confident because if the atmosphere is anything like Toledo, it will be a loud energy packed game. I hope it's not like the Toledo game. <laughs> and I hope BYU won that game. Yeah. That was that was a little too emotionally charged. That was crazy in the fourth quarter. This team is asking for it, though. <laughs> Five of the six games have been decided by three or less. Yes. I mean, we, is, we shouldn't be shocked if it's close. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's close. Yeah, yeah. that's what we do. That's what we do. It's where we live. Joining us now, as promised, a good friend of BYU Sports Nation. I feel like it's been way too long. Michael Elisa. Yeah, Michael Elisa. It's great to be back. It's a linebacker day. Michael Elisa. Are those prescription? Yes, these are, yeah. Okay. I wear just, contacts. Just checking. I just don't know if you're zig- pulling a Ziggy or not. You know I was going to wear my contacts today. I woke up, one of them had a little tear. So oh, Come on, man. Had to rock these bad boys. It's it's all good. Yeah. This is your Clark Kent costume, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I had my, my Superman BYU shirt right here. All right, Michael. As a former player and now fan, we were just talking about how every game has come down to, except, except the Michigan State game, which uh, most recently happened. But every game has just been a nail-biter. What has it been like for you to watch that emotionally? Your, some of your former teammates go through what they're going through. 
Well, those are the fun. Those are the, the most memorable games as a player, and they're so fun. It, it's that fourth quarter games on the line. Um, I got to make a play feeling that player a player lives for. So I watched that game. Yeah, I feel nervous watching it because you have no control. But as a player, that that's that's your sweet spot. I mean, that that's that's the situation that you you beg your coach to put you in the game for. Especially guys like Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. Those competitor guys, they, they, I'm sure they're just loving that. Yeah, do you think at any point they're nervous now after so much? It's, oh, it's so, so many reps in that situation, right? And we, we were talking about Mississippi State. This is the classic trap game. This is a team that's down. BYU feels like they should win, right? They're seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Boise State looming next week on the road, who's 15th in the country. Trap game or not for BYU this week? You know, I, I, I don't think so. And, and uh, just because of Mississippi State's um, reputation – and uh, you know, I, 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 before the, the season started, we looked at all these games and we said, okay, who's going to win these games? Um, BYU is underdog in a lot of them, but the X factor was always Taysom Hill, right? And beginning of the season, we, we were, we were kind of getting a little nervous about, you know, where, where's the Taysom of old that, that we used to see and Taysom's back. And so all these games, I mean, I don't think that there's any question that Taysom Hill can take over any game, no matter what the situation is, especially with the way that Jamal Williams is playing. No, no way there's a trap game. These guys are competitors, and they win. Game over. But as a player, did you ever look at a certain game? And this is an SEC team, so just based on conference affiliation alone, let alone how good they are within the SEC, um, were there, there were games where you're like, okay, this one's going to be, a, we don't have to be in fifth gear for this one per se. No way. It's an SEC team. There's no, no way I'm I mean, overlooking not Mississippi this, this State. team. I'm saying, like, when, when, in, when you were playing Idaho and New Mexico State and those in November, you knew you could be in third or fourth gear in those games, though, right? Yes. Don't, don't admit anything you don't maybe. want to admit, Michael. You're not maybe. a player anymore. It's okay. Maybe, maybe you're not quite as up for those games, yes. But you're asking for BYU if Mississippi State is a trap game? You can't overlook an SEC No way. Team. Okay. You can't overlook an SEC team, right? I, yeah, and no. I don't think they will. I'm just saying, just be careful. Don't look at the two and three, right? Right, yeah. And they're not looking at the record. They're looking at the name. It's Mississippi State. They're looking at the conference, SEC. So no way they overlook this team. They're, they're up for this week, I guarantee you, especially with the record that they have. They're not going in undefeated. They know that they have to win this game to, become, to have a winning record. So this is a big deal. Southern well, Utah and UMass are the games that they can go in third gear later. Yeah, and here's the, here's the, here's the <laughs> Maybe thing. Maybe even you're yeah, We'll see. <laughs> BYU fans, including tomorrow night, have seven more games to watch Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams line up in the backfield together. Seven games. It's special. That's it. So enjoy the ride. And tomorrow night, Jamal's most likely going to become the career rushing leader at BYU. He needs 64 yards to pass Harvey Unga's mark. When will Jamal Williams break the record tomorrow, Michael? He, he should break it before the second half. Okay. Yeah, so, so before halftime, it's, it's going down, and fans are going to go crazy. And the way that Jamal's been playing, he's not going to let up at all. I love that 60-whatever-yarder that he busted out against Michigan State because all he needed was a first down to end that game, but the competitor that Jamal Williams made him, he, he, I mean, he was going for gold. He's going for a home run every single time he touches that ball. It's chip, 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 chip. Break a big one for yeah. BYU. And that play made it so he didn't have to have 136 tomorrow. It made it so he only had to have 64, which is great. And you know Jamal well. In fact, you were the starting running back in 2012, his freshman year. And then you broke your arm against Hawaii, and then Jamal came in, 
And that was kind of the end, right? That was the beginning of so the run. He can, he so can you, you were the key to that, right? <laughs> yes, you yes. for the career record. So funny thing, if I had not broken my, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing I got injured because he probably would have taken the spot anyway. <laughs> so, we, but we can blame it on the injury that I lost that starting position. But no, Jamal is such an amazing athlete. I've loved watching him this year. I, I tweeted out after the Arizona game, I said, distance makes the heart grow fonder because I feel like the Jamal Williams we're seeing this year, as good as he was in years past, is a completely different player, e- even stronger, even faster. Uh, and his, his determination on these plays, the, the willingness to stay on, on his feet and keep driving, I've been so impressed with this play. He's such a violent runner, and when he sees the gap, I mean, just the instincts take over. And I talked to him yesterday, and I asked him about that. Like, when, when did the instincts start to just take over? And he said, it took me a while. It took me a little while, probably to the end of my sophomore season, before I was like, okay. I feel confident every time I touch the ball, and I just, I'm just going to let my natural abilities take over. You made the switch. We have documented that well from running back to linebacker. Jamal was so good that Michael's like, I'll just play I'm linebacker. I'll just play linebacker. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if I want to see the field, yeah, I have to go to defense. It just made sense. Hey, listen, the Texas Longhorns of 2014 are none none too happy that Michael Lisa made the switch to linebacker. the Catalina wine mixer, wasn't it? It's the Catalina wine mixer. (laughs) Francis Bernard is doing something that you did, running back last year, and now he has made the transition to linebacker. What is the hardest part about that transition? Well, it's a completely different mindset. Um, Now, the, the style of play that you see in Jamal Williams and Francis Bernard, Algie Brown as well, I mean, I'll even say Paul Asike, that violent running style, that makes it a little easier to switch to a defensive position. So that, that was nice for me. But for Francis Bernard, the, the toughest thing is just learning a new defense, a new uh, scheme. I mean, you're, you're going from being the ball carrier where all the lights are on you to the only time that you get any recognition is, is making a tackle. So you kind of become a little hungrier and, and you kind of have to – make things happen yourself rather than given opportunities. You have to intercept the ball with one hand down the sideline in Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah, yeah against your rival. That, that was an amazing play. And I remember saying, you know, Francis made that transition look easy. I mean, compared to what I did. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not like anyone can do that. But an athlete like Francis Bernard, he's coming to his own. I think that that is truly his natural position. And props to, to Coach Sataki for seeing that and, and helping him find that. Let's talk about Butch Pau or the lack of Butch Pau. So he had uh, roughly 4,000 tackles in the first three or four games, gets hurt against West Virginia. The last two games, what have you seen from the middle linebacker position as BYU's thrown Harvey Longy in there, uh, Francis Bernard, Adam Pulsifer, uh, Austin here? They're trying to find an answer, and, and I'm not sure they've found the same kind of guy as Butch Pau yet. Yeah, this defense, what, what Tuiaki's doing, this defense features the linebacker position. Uh, it's, it's a lot different from the defense that they had when they were at Utah, which featured the defensive end position. And it, it really allowed uh, Butch to really make a lot of plays. But the, the, the next guy in that position has not been able to do what Butch has been doing. And so, yes, the defense mus- misses Butch. They need to find somebody who can be that guy who's all over the field, making pass breakups and getting to the backfield sacking the quarterback. Um, now, you guys probably know more than me. I don't know if it's going to be Harvey Long yet. I think that Harvey Long is a better fit at linebacker than he has been at defensive end. This is his first year being on the line. Sai Totu has more experience just because he's been there at the outside linebacker. In the position. second half, Sai's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we just let him rest the first half and come in the second half and, and clean up like he did against Michigan State. That was amazing. 
but but yeah, they they need to find who, who's going to be Butch's replacement if if Butch can't get healthy. Let's, let's hope that they find it this game. Michael Alisa, former BYU running back and linebacker. Did you play anything else at BYU? Uh, you know, I was I was a kick returner for a week. And I remember I came out late to practice, and they said, you're done. <laughs> it was Coach Holiday, and I'll never forget that. In my pride, I was like, fine, I never want to return a kick anyway. But inside, I was like, man, I really wanted to return kicks. The one-time <laughs> kick returner, and he was late for it. Michael Elisa with us as part of BYU Sports Nation inside the BYU store right now. We've got some swag for you, man. Yeah, let's oh, give this to you now. So this is the new BYU Sports Nation shirt. We've, we've showed this in studio. This is a good-looking shirt, good. right? It's kind of like a shirt jersey of sorts. Yeah, you got the stripes. So, uh-huh. so here you go. It's retro throwback nice. feel. Thank you. Yeah. When you played, you were probably an XL. This is a large. So. <laughs> Don't 15, let him take shots at you like bucks. that. Probably really loose around the biceps. <laughs> 15 bucks online. By the way, I was just told this. Uh, ben Bagley, our producer, just told us. BYU, by contract, is allowing Mississippi State fans to bring cowbells into the stadium I need more cowbell! Night. So uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Bruce Dickinson might make an appearance tomorrow night. How many cowbells do you think, <laughs> along with Mississippi State fans, are really going to show up in Provo? Like, I wonder what kind of an impact that will have. How will much BYU of a noise... fans bring cowbells? Because yeah, that would be the opposite effect, I think. That's their thing, right? Can we out-cowbell them? Is that allowed? If, the well, well, BYU fans that. can't bring them. It's only the Mississippi State fans. So just wear a... What? Uh, Tan shirt and, or uh, uh, a maroon, maroon shirt, shirt and, and switch it later. Do it when, you, when we're on defense. Are you honestly encouraging BYU fans to if wear someone, a maroon if shirt? If someone dressed like Bruce Dickinson from the SNL skit Wait, and who? banged it like Will Ferrell, yes. Who would who would ever wear a maroon shirt to a BYU home game? I did against Texas a I just gra- I just grabbed a shirt out of my dresser and I just went to the game and I was like, cool. I was 13. I'm like, oh my gosh, Texas A&M's maroon. You like, wore Texas A&M's yeah, colors. yeah. To the I'm surprised I got into BYU with my kick up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, great stuff, man. Enjoy the t-shirts. Oh, thanks so much, yeah, guys. Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to thanks see you, coming, too. Dude. The man with still large biceps. Okay. Yeah, oh. It's true. Well, he did wear a yeah. jacket. <laughs> I had to cover up. <laughs> up next, Michael's out and Cameron Jensen, another former hey, hey. linebacker. And the general joins us on BYU Sports Nation. Top button. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, broadcasting in Radio Vision live from the BYU store on BYU Radio and BYU TV. How about these fans, man? These guys are awesome. They are fantastic. Skipping class. I mean, well, they're not well, skipping we don't know class. That. You know, we don't condone that either. Uh, this is a high academic institution, of course. Um, so we, we want them to go to class. So if you have class and you've got to bounce, we understand. It's all good. Hey, tomorrow at 2 Eastern time, we'll be live on Facebook on a game day, Facebook yeah. Live. So Facebook.com slash BYUTV Sports. We'll do a, uh, our weekly Q&A at 2 Eastern time, so come hang out with us. Let's refresh today's BYUS and headlines. Today marks game day eve, BYU-Mississippi State tomorrow. Countdown to kickoff coverage begins at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. The Bulldogs heading west today at 4 Eastern. This is only the second SEC game in Provo ever. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Bleacher Report tweeted the following about Jamal Williams. If BYU's Jamal Williams isn't on your radar now, then you're missing out on an elite running back. He's ahead of where Derrick Henry was, by the way, uh, in rushing yards last year at this point. USA Today's George Schroeder tweeting the Big 12 has a news conference planned for Monday evening following their board meeting. He says it is still anyone's guess 
as to what will happen. I love the obvious statements yeah. that are coming out. I, I, maybe they'll expand. No maybe smoke. they won't. There's no smoke. It's the Big 12 family home evening Monday night. And the number <laughs> 11th ranked women's volleyball team is in the Pacific Northwest to take on the Portlandians at 10 Eastern tonight. Game day for the ladies as they try and crack back into the top 10. Our next guest is a man they called the General. And we even have special music for him. Ooh, I like that. I like, it's about time you guys got some inside linebackers on the show. Too much kill, too much Nixons. Making it soft. What, I like where you're going with it. Cam, we can make this a regular thing if you hey, want. I'm if, all for it, If man. we need the inside linebacker persona on outside this show linebackers, it's a lot of talk. But if you want the real insights, how the game's played, it's in between. And <laughs> I want it's a not top, out in the open And space. I need a top button, dude. It was just kind of me and Dennis and Tanner Mangum. So We make it look good. Not everybody can this, pull Spencer? the top button off. You hear this, I can't, maybe I can't pull you it off. You can. I don't You're know. You're just scared. <laughs> Is this something I need to embrace, Cam? I think you need to. I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, see, the general comes, and he directs, and you listen. Now, what he's doing behind the scenes, he's threatening. He's like, I, I will. I will come and I will his, his do fist, the top button. He's up. got a fist in a ball under the set. <laughs> you will wear you under will the, the top button. Cam, it's great to have you, man. This is oh, a, it's great this to a, be on. It's a linebacker day. Uh, BYU coming off a huge win against Michigan State. And I can only imagine uh, how you, what your emotions were like feeling that, re- reminiscing about big wins that you had as well. But what's that like coming off of kind of a season-defining win like that? You know, it, it reminded me of TCU my senior year. I think they were ranked 15th at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. We went in. It was on the road. They were expected to win. But those are program-changing cha- program wins, right, especially for Sataki, where a Michigan State, that's a good team. Everyone's saying they're injured, but that's a great team. And we went in there, and I thought controlled from the start of the game to the end of the game. I thought our defense really stepped up. I think we're all a little worried after Toledo. What's this defense? What are they going to do? But they, you know, they rose up to the challenge. So to go in that is, I mean, that's a phenomenal win. And, man, as a fan, it was great to see. How does a team give up 53 at home and then go on the road and only give up 14? I, I thought that that performance the next game, in a, probably a tougher matchup just physically, was really impressive. Well, we're struggling. We're struggling in the secondary right now. I think we're ranked 120th in pass defense efficiency. So we've struggled when we've played great quarterbacks, right? We played Rosen and the Toledo, what was his name? Logan. Logan Woodside. Logan Woodside. Woodside. Those are great quarterbacks. And when you play somebody that can throw the ball and with some good receivers, you know, that's where I don't think we match up well. And Michigan State struggled. I mean, they're in a quarterback controversy as well. Who do you go with? And so I think we matched up really well. They wanted to run the ball. We stopped the run. And you know, and so I thought we matched up really well against them, but we'll see how we correct that those secondary issues down the road when we, you know, against Boise State or others, we're going to play a great passing quarterback. But the good thing is we've seen it, and I know this coaching staff they'll adjust. You just mentioned that the inside linebacker is where the real football oh, is yeah, played, yeah. and this year it's hard to argue against that because Butch Pau has been an absolute man. He hasn't played the past couple of games. What kind of impact has that made, and what kind of player do you think Butch Powell is and can become? It makes a big impact. Now, I remember hearing about him during spring ball. They're like, Cameron, you've got to come check out this guy. And I remember I saw him first at practice, and he's a short guy. You know, you're like, yeah, this guy, this middle linebacker? But everyone said, man, just watch him. He's got incredible instincts, and he knows how to play the position. When I look at inside linebackers, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's four things. Eyes, hands, feet, leverage, right? He just understands. He plays with great. He understands the offense. He's violent with his hands. He's never, his footwork's right on. He's never any false movement. And the guy can hit, right? He plays with leverage. And 
when he's there and, and, and when he's out, it also messes up even the secondary because you don't trust. I saw Kai come down where, oh, he's not there. We're going to stop the run. And you kind of you play with these guys game in and week in and spring ball and fall. And when someone's not there, you kind of lose some trust. And so you see other players try and overcompensate for that. So not only having him struggles in the run, but also in the pass because – you know, others aren't focusing necessarily on what they need to full-time. So, man, he's a great player. I think he has a huge, bright future here and could be one of the best. Do you have to have a little bit of crazy to be a middle linebacker? You have to. I mean, you're going up <laughs> against guys twice your size, you know, every play. You have to have a little. And to play that, you have to be. You have to be a little crazy, right? Because there's a ton of collisions, and um, it's a crazy position. You could have been a middle linebacker. Uh, yeah, with, with my crazy looks. <laughs> with a little bit of crazy. Well, with the facial expressions that people take screenshots of and send to yeah. me. I'm like, Mc- yeah, I probably. McKenna Miller, she could be a middle linebacker. Throw 100 pounds on me and, you know, give me some actual talent, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's I could, all you're I lacking. Could, yeah, it's not <laughs> I'm that close. You're right there. Cameron Jensen with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU coming off of a big win against Michigan State. And now have Mississippi State out of the SEC. And we talked at length about... The trap scenario. You've heard it a million times. It's it's a sports cliche and it's you know ad nauseum I mentioned, but BYU's so got we bo- went there. BYU's got Boise State a week from today. They're coming off the Michigan State win and Mississippi State is down this year. How do you keep the emotions high as a player and as a coaching staff after a win like Michigan State? You know, it's hard and you see it all throughout sports, like you guys mentioned. When you have a big win, everybody's patting you on the back. They're, hey, great win, great job. And you kind of lose a little sense of urgency. Like going into Michigan State, there was a lot of sense of urgency. Ton, right? yeah. You know, hey, it's, this is a great chance to get back on track. But, but at the same time, this coaching staff knows. And you have senior leadership, right? You have Taysom Hill, a senior, fifth-year quarterback. Those are the type of players that will be like, guys, look, everyone's patting us on the back, but we have an SEC team coming in. Yeah, they've lost some games. They lost to South Alabama to start the year. But this is a great team. They are talented. They have SEC talent. But it is something to look at. But I honestly, and from what I hear, I don't think this coaching staff's going to let. It's a home game, which helps. That always helps get you get you ready. So I don't I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think there's going to be a ton of juice in the stadium tomorrow with with Royal Blue and ESPN and Friday and homecoming night game night games. Night it's game. hard not to get amped. So yeah. was it easier for a night game to get amped? Oh no than a question. Day, game? day games, yeah. Sometimes it's you know it's hot or the sun's out. But when it's a night game and it, the fans are more electric, it's a totally different different atmosphere. I mean, guys, you see hmm. it different from a day game to a night game. Something about the lights. There's just something about the lights and yeah. just the energy in the stadium. So I like that. I think that. And it's ten o'clock Eastern time. I think that helps us a little bit. That's you know they're they're ten o'clock. So I think a lot. I, I think it helps us in a lot of ways. Are you jealous of these guys at all that they get to play on ESPN so much and these schedules? Oh man, to go into Michigan State. Michigan last year to have Mississippi State at home. Now, we had some great games. We had Notre Dame at home, so there were some there. But just this year, this year's schedule so far, I mean, what player wouldn't want to play this? So really jealous when I see especially the Michigan State to play in all these stadiums. It's, man, a great schedule. Well, part of this homecoming bash and the juice that Jerry mentioned that's going to be in the stadium is about Jamal Williams, and, and rightfully so, because he's putting up crazy numbers. He's going to become the career rushing leader tomorrow, most likely. He needs 64 yards. If he doesn't, that'd be pretty disappointing. Absolutely. <laughs> what has impressed you most about Jamal Williams? 
What's impressed me most is his passion and energy that he plays. I mean, I'm watching the game on TV and he fires me up. You know, I want to get up just seeing when he, after a run, and I think he's really been the spark plug. I think what we saw against uh, Michigan State is I like that Taysom kind of woke up. I saw a different passion, and I think how can you not step up when you see a guy like Jamal playing with the passion and the energy? He never goes down first contact. He's, he doesn't go out of bounds. I just love how he plays. So the thing I'm impressed most is the passion and how he, I believe, really impacts the team just from that standpoint. Well, he leads the nation in, in yards, I think, after broken contact, tackles. broken tackles. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and Taysom Hill, statistically, we're not going to look back and go, oh, that was a fantastic year for him. But I think he's led this team in other ways, especially the last couple of games. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say against Michigan State. He made the plays that I've wanted to see all year, right? The fourth mm-hmm. down, he gets it. He dives forward, right? On that, I thought that play to Quinn, where he, I think usually he'd try and run, or but he was patient. He rolls mm-hmm. out, waits for him to get open. And how about Quinn, this converted <laughs> offensive Tackle lineman. eligible. He let <laughs> him get open. He's like, oh, lineman, okay. Who is that? No, no one knew Everyone who he thought was. it was the Troy Hines. Were Tam, it was, yeah, Troy yeah. But I thought that was a great play by Taysom. That's a play I haven't seen him make this year, where he was patient, held the ball, and boom. Got you know got the first down and how about the coaching staff four times on fourth down right yeah. how do you not have the the mindset of saying hey we're going to go in and win this game which I thought BYU really had when your coach says oh, four times on fourth down we're going for it. we're not kicking a field goal we're here to win the game man I love that and I think that really rubbed off on the team yeah. they play football like I play uh, video game football which is which is fun <laughs> let's just go for it let's just go after it yeah I know a lot of people are interested in what you're doing with your life and uh, I know you're having great success business wise so what I mean what's up lately with with you and what's going on in your life yeah I'm CEO of Nuvi or have been for the past uh, little bit built the company for four years actually moving on to do other things it's uh, it's been an awesome experience with Nuvi a great company one I'm fortunate to have been part of but just felt it was time to kind of look and do some other things so but been doing that and it's it's been awesome well, Congratulations, this new chapter man. of your life, we'd like you to, to give you a new shirt for this new oh, chapter. Oh, man, I like it. The BYU I Sports like Nation it. shirt, so there you go. You can get this for 15 bucks online via the BYU store. So for you, it's free. But I'm saying for everyone listening. <laughs> can you yeah. imagine? Uh, that'll be $15. Uh, you have $15. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for coming on, Kim. Fantastic. So let's do it again soon. Hey, awesome. Love it. Cam Jensen. We needed the structure of the general. One we of re- the we really inside did. linebackers. Yeah. Yes. Joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Up next, we continue with our loaded guest schedule. As one baseball season comes to a close, another begins. Mike Littlewood, the head coach hey, of the hey. Batcats, joins us. The Batcats! Nice jacket, coach. We're coming back with more on BYU Sports Nation. Let's ask them why they tied at Michigan State. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out live at the BYU Store. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Do it! And hey, check it out. Uh, women's Soccer, 9 Eastern time, Saturday night. They're a top 10 team. They're ranked 8th in the country. They play Portland. Traditionally, that's a really big game for BYU against Portland, who uh, historically is really good. So check it out, Saturday night, 9 Eastern. Our Twitter question today, why are you confident or worried about tomorrow's Mississippi State at BYU football game? At C-O-L underscore James 83. I'm both confident that BYU can compete and win. Worried because BYU has struggled against spread teams. Now, did they struggle against Arizona, Jerem? He's saying that they struggled against spread teams. Like West Virginia, they had their Offensively concerns. Offensively getting points, yeah. yeah. 
19 is not uh, ideal. They it, scored. It, it, or 20. 18. See, even worse. <laughs> Whatever. It was so few, I can't remember. BYU won the game. Hey, BYU baseball almost scored 18 uh, in an exhibition against Michigan State yeah. last uh, Saturday. And Mike Littlewood, head coach of the Batcats, joins us in the BYU store. Coach. Hey, Mike Littlewood's here. Let's give it up. Hey. Now, 12-12 tie in 14 innings. Is that right? That's exactly right, yeah. You guys how, are on point. How does that exactly work finishing in a 12-12 tie in an exhibition like that well so the way the way it kind of set up was coach boss from michigan state called me probably a year ago and said team's coming out we, we did this with air force last year of course they probably just jumped on a on the same plane as a football team big carrier and went in but we actually had uh, delta flies out there but uh so it took about a year to plan this thing and we we just said let's do a 14 inning exhibition scrimmage and uh so it was all scripted out. We had guys who were throwing certain innings or whatnot, and I'm glad it went 14 because we were down three runs uh, in the previous couple innings. So it was it was good not to play nine that that day and play 14. But it was they think they're going to win the Big Ten. They have a great team, a lot of returners. Wow. Um, we feel like we're we're a really good team. Should contend for the West Coast Conference Championship. So it was just a great experience to get out there and see the see a Big Ten. Sorry. Oh, is that it's all good. Yeah, this, is that going to your is that going to your house? This is going into my room specifically. I'll hold it for you. <laughs> it should stay. But no. just to see another just to see Big Ten facilities and, and you know, just it, it was just an awesome trip for us. And they put us on a thirty five yard line, twelve rows up, oh, and it was nice. and it was so great because the whole game was played. We, it was like we were really on the fifty. The whole game was played for the opposite forty to the end zone. It was Anytime it went down on the, like the thirty yard line, we we're like, "Come on, what's going on? It's t- it's not in front of us anymore." It was it was great. Yeah, was bring great it, day. bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's great timing. Um, so I I think what you did was just say, "I want to go to a BYU football game." Okay, let's schedule an exhibition. That's what it seemed like, which was a great plan, but yeah. a great experience for those guys because yeah, that's that's a great game in the fall exhibition yeah. season. You don't start the season until February. Yeah, and what it does is it gives all the all the young guys who haven't been on a trip before, it gives those guys the experience. So when we go to Georgia Tech in February, it's not going to be like, oh, deer in headlights, what's this all about? At least they have the experience of getting on a plane, getting on a bus, going to a hotel, getting up, and, and going through that routine. And uh, so we say those guys that have gone on, went on that trip aren't freshmen anymore, really. This should, when we, it should, shouldn't be new to them when we, when we hit the road in February. Which guy on your current team is most likely to get lost on a road trip? Well, there's three guys that didn't show up on time for the bus, um, and, and it costs a couple of them big-time Uber fees. Um, Colton Shaver, I'm just going to name them because they should be shamed right now. <laughs> Colton Shaver and Daniel Schneeman. Classic. Ubered it all the way to, from uh, where we were staying. It was about an hour and 15 minutes away. We weren't staying right there in Lansing. Whoa, that'll get you. And then we had a freshman. I won't name him because he's a freshman. That, yeah. that we didn't leave. He was only one minute late. I didn't want a little freshman there scared and crying you know, in the hotel room, not knowing what to do. And so we waited for him. But um, Justin McClure, our, our strength guy, took care of those guys on Wednesday. So, so they're all set. <laughs> took care of them. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. Uh, that, that football game from, from uh, a fellow coach at BYU, I know you guys take great pride in kind of paying attention to each other's teams. Yeah. What was it like for you to see BYU go in there and play that game uh, at Michigan State? Well, you know, one of, one of the things our guys like to say, they, they'll run around and say it's a great day to be a Coug, and that's what I felt like that day. Uh, a lot of pride, uh, especially the way we played, and, and, you know, win or lose, Cameron was just talking about it, the energy and the passion that those guys brought. Um, and, you know, if you, if you go to an opposing side, like the, like the Big Ten like that, I mean, the, 
the tradition and the pageantry is just, it's amazing before the game with the band coming out and how they do things. Kind of gives you chills. I'm getting chills right now talking about it. And then see our guys come out, it's just all business. I mean, they were, they were ready to go. Um, and, you know, to, to Kalani, it, it's hats off to Kalani to get his guys ready because not, not an easy thing to do to play the schedule they have and kind of get beat up, beat up, beat up, and then go on the road and get a great win like that. It was, it was uh, uh, I shouldn't say prideful day, but it was, I was proud to be a Coug that day. The hype is real when you win a big game like that. And speaking of hype, uh, the Batcats created a ton of it uh, last spring in that you know remarkable start to the season. I think you lost one of your first 20 games or something like that. Now, now people are excited. Now, now the standard, the standard is, is yeah, up excited. now. The expectations yeah. are up, and you have blue and white scrimmage coming up. So what's the latest with your team and expectations and, and what we're going to see in the blue and white scrimmage? Well, our expectations are, are similar to last year. I, I really feel like this is a team that, uh, you know, you can, set, you can set goals, and sometimes they're just so far out there that people laugh at them. But I, I feel like this is a team that should make a regional. That means we should win our league, uh, barring injury. I mean, that's the big thing that hurt us last year. But we have the talent. The talent and, you know, talent's one thing, but being able to get it done is another thing. And the, the thing I like about our guys is they want to go compete. We've got a good core uh, of players that they'll go out there and battle every single day. And that's, that's a big part of it. Um, so I like them. I mean, it's just guys are going to have to – we can't have our key guys, maybe like a, a Kyle Dean's ready to go again. I mean, he's just starting, starting back, so it's going to be nice to get him back in the lineup. But we can't have like a – Oh, a Colton Shaver or a Bronson Larson or one of those key guys that, uh, that has a down year. If they'll just go do what they can do, nothing special, we'll have a, we'll have a tremendous year. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. When is the uh, blue and white uh, scrimmage tomorrow? 3.30. 3.30. So we take BP, at, uh, take pregame batting practice at 2, and um, I think the, the, the uh, gates open at uh, 2.30, but 3.30, and then Junior Miley is going to have a little concert after. Nice. Right on the field, which is going to be kind of cool. He's got a, a few other artists out there, so – and then uh, – over to the football game. Should be a fun night. Another, okay. another game and football game. I see how it is. Absolutely. That's awesome. There you go. Okay, here's another T-shirt. BYU right. store. Uh, you can get the BYU Sports Nation shirt. 15 bucks online. I didn't bring my wallet. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit you back. You, you've given us some shirts, so we're probably yeah, not, not that Perfect. you need more swag, Coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of that a way. bunch of stuff. We give you one shirt. We're <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your sign. <laughs> Coach, great to have you on. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around. Get you caught up to date on everything else. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Yo, what up? It's game day E. BYU hosts SEC opponent Mississippi State tomorrow night. Need more cowbell. Our coverage begins at 9 Eastern time on countdown to kickoff. Mississippi State, by the way, leaves at 4 Eastern time today. They'll get to Provo. This is only the second SEC game in Provo ever. And, And this is not a joke. Speaking of cowbells, you brought up, Jerem. By contract, Mississippi State fans will be allowed to bring cowbells into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Other noisemakers... That's going to be, quote, fun. Strictly prohibited. Bleacher Report also tweeted the following about Jamal Williams. If BYU's Jamal Williams isn't on your radar now, then you're missing out on an elite running back. Athletics. USA Today's George Schroeder tweeted the Big 12 has a news conference planned for Monday evening following their board meeting. He says that it's still anyone's guess as to what will happen. Volleyball. Game day for the 11th ranked BYU women's volleyball team as they hit the Pacific Northwest to take on Portland tonight, 10 Eastern. Tennis. The women's team continues playing the ITA regionals with the second round today after the doubles teams advanced. 
Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU defensive back Robertson Daniel signs with the Baltimore Ravens yeah. to the practice squad. Hey, Brian Logan, where's your picture in the student-athlete building? <laughs> Robertson Daniel's got one. Joining us now, the BYU store director, Mark Clegg. Mark, it's nice to have you back on the show. Thank you great. so much. The, there the we go. lift looks awesome. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Nike part. This is great. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, We feel like you guys are a great partner. We're here. You're always here. We're here. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. This is your store, man. Now, last time we were here, and Jaron brought up uh, the whole Nike section behind us, that, this is all new as of, of this fall. What kind of uh, project? And I guess let's start with who, whose idea was it to launch this type of project? Uh, mul- multiple people's ideas. But the, I, what we're trying to create at the store is really what I call a fan experience. So when I first came to the BYU store, which you know last year when you came and I was on set, I'd been here like two months. So I feel a little more comfortable this year. But when I came, I felt like we were a department store that sold BYU gear. We're trying to make it a BYU store that conveniently carries other product. Mm, gotcha. So it's all about creating a fan experience. So you can see behind us, one of the big additions here is the Nike section, which is fantastic. We've redone all of the flooring on the main level. We've repositioned all of the product, all with the intent to create a, a better fan experience, what better else is, customer experience. How else are you evolving, I guess, with the BYU store? Because you had the even name change. People still call the bookstore that forever. I, I know. The BYU know. store now, right? So one of the, one of the fun things that, it, that isn't complete yet that we're excited about is – is, they can't really see it if the camera were able to look back there. It's called the Legacy Collection. And the idea of the Legacy Collection is to bring in one-of-a-kind unique products. So, for example, we have a pool table. Nice. It's got the royal felt on top, hand-carved cougars on the side. Oh. It's gorgeous. Wow. So it's, it's a lot of one-of-a-kind products. Uh, uh, products that somebody would want to either put in their cabin, put in their home. It's obviously geared toward your fanatic BYU fan, but it's it's a piece of our business that I think has been missing. And so, you don't have to just come to the BYU store to partake in the goodness. I know you have a huge online following, and you're growing that uh, at a rapid pace as well. So, I mean, what, what kind of online growth are you seeing in the store? Yeah, we've had fantastic online growth. In fact, this year, we were down a little bit in the store during, during what we call fall rush when the students arrive, but we were up by exactly the same incremental business online. So we're, you know, we're seeing that natural transition to our e-commerce business as well. And it's been growing at about 12% year over year. It's fantastic. Congratulations on Thank all the you. success. Le- thanks for letting us hang out today. Hey, yeah, Mark. Before, awesome to be before back. Before you let me go, I don't know how much time we have, but we just want to mention... We're launching. So the reason why I have these bottles here, these, this is a new little blender bottle. It's only seven ninety nine. So it's regularly nice. thirteen bucks. Seven ninety nine right now. We also have the royal. So you know tomorrow night's game is royal, right? Oh yep. yes. So you buy t- any two Cougarware products, you get fifty percent off the third one. Fantastic and that's stuff. Right now. So all right. Log online. Come in the store. We Thanks, ended with Mark. the good stuff. Our rise and shout today brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com. Jer goes to Bob Bullsby. There you go. Our elite tweet of the day. Mississippi State is going to get jamaled and taste them so bad that when it's all over, they'll wish they had only been jimmered. That from at <laughs> Kip Kent. <laughs> Thanks to all of our guests. Download the podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Colin Fanning. Later.